0: Well, today we want to talk about sometimes I just wonder. Christmas, we should be, have a sense of wonder. And then sometimes I just wonder. And as we enter fully into the Christmas season, sometimes I really just wonder. Wonder what I should get my wife for Christmas. Wonder what I should be cooking when so-and-so comes over for Christmas. Wonder if we should set limits on our gift buying this year. I wonder whatever happened to the way Christmas used to be. You know, sitting by the fire in the fireplace, Christmas carols, simple gifts. I wonder if, after all these years, maybe the sparkle has gone from the season. Sometimes, I just wonder. And there is one valuable sometimes I just wonder, and that is spending some time reflecting on the wonders of the true Christmas story. It raises the questions, studying the scriptures, giving thanks for what I know, and praying about what I don't know or don't understand. I think there's a good wonder, and that's wondering and marveling at what God has done. The first Christmas was certainly surrounded by wonder. Zacharias wondered how he and his elderly wife could give birth to the forerunner of the Messiah. That's Luke 1:18. Mary wondering how it would be possible for a virgin to give birth to a baby? That's Luke 1:14. Joseph wondering why he and Mary had been chosen by God to be the parents of the Messiah. Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 to 25. The shepherds in the fields outside Bethlehem, wondering about the angels that appeared in the sky and what their message meant. Luke two, thirteen to fifteen. And those in Bethlehem who wondered about the story that the shepherds were spreading throughout the village. And that's Luke two, seventeen and eighteen. Mary, she wondered about everything that was happening at the birth of her baby. Luke chapter two verse nineteen. Simeon wondered at the blessing of being able, before he died, to see the child Messiah. Luke two twenty-five 25-32 Mary and Joseph marveled, wondered, at the words prophesied by Simeon about their baby, Jesus. Luke 2, 33-35 People in the temple that day, no doubt, wondered about the words of the prophetess, Anna, who spoke about the redemption to come through the baby Jesus. Luke 2, 36-38 The Magi must have wondered about the meaning of the star they saw, and the baby to whom the star brought them, and they brought gifts, and about the dream that warned them against Herod. Matthew 2, 1-12 And Joseph wondered about his dream that warned him to take Mary and Jesus and flee to Egypt to avoid Herod. Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 to 15. These are just some of the moments of wonder that are recorded for us in Scripture regards to the Christmas story. But, but think about how many more countless moments there must have been among the people of Nazareth and Judea who were witnesses to that first Christmas. A virgin conceiving a child, angels in the sky, The Messiah born in a stable, sleeping in a manger. Royal officials from the east appearing and worshiping the baby. Prophets in the temple declaring that Jesus was the Messiah, never having seen him before. King Herod killing scores of male babies. What did all this mean? They wondered. What would you and I have thought? What would we have wondered about? if we had been living there when the first Christmas took place. How many nights would we have sat up late talking about these events, trying to put two and two together to make sense out of this? I can assure you we would have exhibited far more wonder than we do today. Today, as I mentioned we seem to wonder about a whole pile of things that really have nothing to do with the true reason for the season. Nothing to do with the whole thing, the reason that we are celebrating something in the first place. So this Christmas season, I've been wondering about how we have ended up celebrating a holiday season named Mimas, Not Christmas, but Mimas, Because for many people, the 25th of December is the day that they celebrate Mimas. For them, the Christ of Christmas has been replaced by a me-centered worldview. You see, this is a celebrity generation in which everyone wants little flashes of fame and fortune. And I believe that's one of the reasons that average wedding costs almost $40,000 today. And that's because so many couples want to experience, for at least a day, the kind of endless glamour enjoyed by celebrities. Even Christmas has been affected. And if we aren't careful, Christmas becomes all about us. Our schedules, our diets, our budgets, our wish list, our time off, our vacation, our parking space as we shop in the madness of the season, our gifts to enjoy or to return, I don't like most of what we do today to celebrate the season and what the season of Christmas has become in the world today. I think it's time to realize that the truths of Christmas trump the trappings of Christmas. The truths of Christmas trump the trappings of Christmas and to realize that too often we get trapped in the trappings and forget the truth. So sometimes I wonder, how can we enjoy Christmas if we are the reason for the season? Of course, in a sense, Christmas is all about us. God loved us, still does. He became flesh for us. He died to forgive us our sins. And he was raised from the dead to give us the gift of everlasting life. Christmas is the celebration of what Jesus did for us but in return we should make Christmas all about him loving him serving him praising him worshiping him emulating his attitude of humility so let's talk about humility Jesus humbled himself and became one of us one with us John chapter 1, and I'm going to read verses 1 to 5, and then skip down to verse 14. In the beginning was the Word. Let me explain. Word, capital W, means Jesus. The spoken word is the Bible, when we read it out loud. The written word is the Bible, when we read it. And the living word is Jesus. In the beginning was the Word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. So all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Down to verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, We have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Humility. Jesus, God, becoming one of us, humbling himself to become one with us. Humility is the key to the Christmas story and should be for the Christmas season. God, Jesus, humbled himself and became one of us and one with us. And humility today can be seen in three things that are often in short supply at Christmas. Number one, patience. I don't know about you, but I'm tempted with impatience more in December than any any other time. As our schedules get all the Christmas things added to them, added to what is often an already full calendar, we then tend to lose patience with people and with circumstances and the peace that should be there as we celebrate the birth of the may i remind you the prince of peace seems to drain away very quickly i mean all those stupid people out there rushing around with the christmas shopping disturbing my schedule and my routine i mean we end up battling crowds at the shopping centers i mean How long do I have to stand in line just to pay for what I'm buying? I mean, having all these family members over day after day during the Christmas season, it is not a season that I find easy to live through and I'm sure I can appear irritated and even impatient at the best of times during what should be an amazing season of celebration. I mean, Open up another checkout, for goodness sakes. Would you just take this serious? This is seriously ridiculous. Do you hear me? Ridiculous. Open another checkout counter. Patience is living with a sense of inner peace that comes from the Prince of Peace, Jesus. It's not enough to tell ourselves to be patient, it's not enough to ask God for patience, you know, but hurry, would you? We need to experience, encounter his peace. You see, Romans 5.1 says that when you and I were saved, we had peace with God for the first time. We're no longer at war with God. But also, we have the peace of God that passes all human wisdom and understanding. And that is a gift given to us by the Prince of Peace. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. So let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. That's John fourteen twenty seven. And arising out of this experiencing his peace will be the patience that we need with others. The same patience Jesus shows towards us many, many times during an average week. The second element we need to look at when we're talking about humility is sacrifice. And that's a word that isn't mentioned in most of the older Christmas carols and seldom mentioned in any of the new choruses we sing today in our times of worship. Jesus didn't just give us eternal life, as wonderful as that is. He gave us himself. He died sacrificially for the sins of the world your sins, my sins. He rose again from the dead to live on our behalf and to sacrificially give us his love, his joy, his peace, and his patience. Sacrifice is not a word that we think about very much during the year, and I might dare to say we never think of during the Christmas season. And yet it is at the center of our faith as Jesus was the sacrifice for our sins. So I wonder, in what way can I sacrifice something of myself for someone else this season? All true service, all true ministry, requires a sacrifice of one kind or another, and we should not offer the Lord that which costs us nothing. And the third element of humility is just the word others. The third word that I'm wondering about then is others. Sometimes I just wonder, you know, when I was first saved, that was just after Noah's Ark landed on the top of Mount Ararat, there was this acronym for joy. Jesus first, others second, yourself last. J, Jesus first, O, others second. Y, yourself last, joy. There are basically two kinds of people in the world. Those who come into a room and say, here I am. And others who enter a room saying, ah, there you are. We need to put others first before ourselves. We need to enter a room and in every way we should communicate, ah, there you are. You're important to me. We should put other people before ourselves, their needs, their well-being, their mental and spiritual health. And I'm sure that is why there are 59 New Testament verses that speak of one another. You know, like love one another, John 13:35. Greet one another, 1 Peter 5:4. Pray for one another, James chapter 5 verse 16. Encourage one another, Hebrews ten twenty five, 25. And just for you, I've placed a list of the 59 one another's that are found in the New Testament. You'll find them on my website, www.ralphhowministries.com. Just type in the search engine, one another's. So this season, we need to be building up others, one another. And make them feel special. And not just people at home or people who are believers. What about the woman at the shopping mall who might need a parking space more than you do? What about the clerk at the dollar store who could use a smile? What about the person behind you in line at Walmart? The person who delivers your mail? The couriers who bring the parcels from Amazon? So we need, I think, to wonder about Christmas. And one of the things, if we do wonder about Christmas and the way we celebrate it, we will find that humility is at the center of it. And humility is seen in patience, sacrifice, and joy, putting Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. And that's the way to display humility, And that's the way to celebrate Christmas instead of memus. So sometimes I just wonder.